What's up, everybody? Another day, another Coach Vaughn podcast. I'm Vaughn DiCarlo, a.k.a. Coach Vaughn. I order new microphones. I'm trying to do better in this gorilla-style podcast of mine. I'm trying to do better, y'all. I swear to God. I'm trying to do better. I'm not sure that this the microphones are working, not because of the microphones, but because of the adapter. So it's probably the same whack-ass sound quality that it's been. But I do promise that it will certainly get better as we move forward with the Coach Vaughn podcast. <laughs> you guys are in it for the long haul with me, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Like I said, you grow this with me, we'll get better together. But what's up, y'all? How are you guys feeling? I've had a hell of a week, a hell of a couple of weeks. You know, I'm just adjusting, adjusting to my lifestyle of being completely and utterly alone. Uh, Cue the pity party music. Uh, It's been quite some time in, in my life where, you know, being a mom, and uh, having a long-standing, solid relationship. And when both of those things are eliminated from your life, you're like, comedy, basketball, Uh, just staying focused out here in these streets. But my daughter did graduate high school and go off to California. She is in California. Um, starting her life and her dreams, and I'm very proud of her. And, you know, my empty nest syndrome goes a little bit deeper. Obviously, I've been single for almost six years now. It'll be six years next month. The death date of Patrice O'Neill, God rest his soul, is coming November 29th. I get a little weird this time of year, so bear with me. I'm definitely getting stronger as time passes um and focusing on yourself really does help um i've definitely taken some have have taken some big strides in my stand up comedy career and i'm very excited about all the things that i have going on and um of course i'm excited to have started this podcast, which I, you know, has been a long time coming. And you guys are here with me. You're my besties. You're my best friends. If I have nothing else, I have you guys on Twitter, Instagram, and my podcast listening to me talk about the upcoming NBA season is here. Uh, Today is Monday, of course. I release this podcast on Monday, but tomorrow, October 17th, 2017. 17, 17! It's going down on TNT. Um, I have a dilemma. I'm supposed to go to an event tomorrow at 8 o'clock. But guess what's happening tomorrow at 8 o'clock? Yeah, Boston versus the Celtics. How can I not be there for the opening tip-off of the 2017-18 season with Boston and Cleveland drama? I I don't think I, I'm gonna have to not go to this event, man. How am I? I can't miss this game, Boston versus Cleveland. 
who I, I think I said this before, I'm gonna keep saying it until I find out if it's true. But did the NBA hire W the WWE writing staff for the drama? How is it that on Tuesday, October 17th, the opening season tip-off games, the matchup is Boston versus Cleveland with the LeBron and uh Kyrie Irving uh drama and then you have Golden State versus Houston like this is gonna be a very fun night now the event should be over I should be able to catch definitely the um 10 30 game Golden State Warriors tip off but if I go to this event at 7 30 tomorrow I probably won't get out of there until like 10 or 11. So I'll miss that first game. I don't think I could do it. Well, what's the over and under on me actually missing this game? Well, y'all place y'all bets and I'm just going to take a deep breath. I know you could. The thing about uh, sports, the great thing that, that about sports is it's the only live event on TV now that you can't miss. Like you can they're going to replay the game. You'll see all the highlights. We know that. But the live event is still exciting. Everything on TV now is, oh, I'll watch it later. Or I'll stream it later. Even award shows. No one is running to their TV to really catch anything anymore except live sporting events. Like, it's cool that they stream the games later and you could catch it, the replay and the highlights, but being in the moment of the games, there's still something very special about watching it live or even being there live even better. The thing that aggravates me about watching a game live, if you're actually there in the building, if you're sitting too far away and you have to watch it on the monitors anyway, I feel like I could just be home where, you know, I could listen to, you know, if I'm watching the Knicks or whatever, I could listen to Clyde. <laughs> you know, I enjoy watching um, uh, his suits and stuff. And when you're at the garden live, you can't really hear. You're not watching TV. You're watching it live. So it's a different experience uh, than watching it at home. My biggest pet peeve about watching it at home is the Secaucus Replay Center. Raise your hand if the Secaucus Replay Center gets on your damn nerves. I'm telling you, every year I'm like, here we go with the Replay Center. They analyze every little... It's so dramatic. It's like they analyze every little thing. And I know they have to, and it's great to get the call right. But how the hell half the damn time you get the call wrong? You got... 40 people on the court looking at the monitor. You got everybody in the Seacock's replay center looking at monitors and all the different angles, the bird's eye view, the on the court view, the the side of the Nike stripe suit shoe view. Like you got a camera inside LeBron's ass and you still get the call wrong sometimes. Like sometimes I think that the Secaucus Replay Center is just wasting money. Like, what are you guys doing? And then they take so long for the calls to happen. It's like, what are you ever going to... This is like exceeded two, three, four timeouts. 
Oh, speaking of timeouts and the Secaucus Replay Center, um, uh, the 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 whole thing where um, they use these calls, you know, when they're reviewing these calls, some of the teams will use that as time, like a like a free timeout. Where are you guys with that? Like, should when 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 they're doing the whole Secaucus Replay Center, we're gonna take the next forty minutes and twenty five commercial breaks to figure out uh, what this call is. When most of the time the fans in the stands are like, uh, yeah, boom, that's that's a point, or no, that's not a point. Like, yes, that was a foul, or no, that was not a foul. We could see it. Why the hell can't you see it? But anyway. Um, a lot of times the teams will take this time to as, as like a timeout, and it's like should the the players and the coaching staff be separated during these um, these extensive replay uh, center calls? I don't know. I'm indifferent about it. Like most people, if if your team needs that time to regather, you're like, yeah, hurry up while they're doing that. Go go. You know, do your thing, drop a play, come up with something, you know, get a rest. But uh, if your team is up and the other team comes back out of that fake-ass timeout replay center situation, you're like, oh, if it wasn't for the them taking 40,000 hours to decide on this play, they wouldn't have had this rest. They wouldn't have been able to, you know, think of this this new play, the, the, you know. So I'm indifferent about it like most people are. I think to be fair, look, a timeout is a timeout, and you only get a certain amount of timeouts for a reason, right? So utilizing the the time where, where they're trying to figure out a, pl- uh, a call, if a call is a foul or not or whatever is happening in a bogus-ass replay center, um, I don't think whether or not it's in my team's favor or not, I don't think that teams should be able to use that time to draw up plays or to come up with anything new. You can't say they can't rest. What are they going to do? Do You can't make the players like do jumping jacks on the sidelines <laughs> while they review a play, you know, for the, for 20 hours. You, they're going to get a rest. So that's not a bad thing. Let Let them get some water or whatnot. But as far as drawing up new plays and all of that, uh, I don't think that um that that should be uh allowed. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited about this season, no doubt. Um, I didn't do my predictions this year because it is it's pretty much an easy call. We know it's going to be Boston and the Warriors in the end, or at least we think so. You know, the the good and bad thing about the NBA is that it it seemingly it seems like we know who the top five teams are going to be for the most part. Um, and then the rest of the teams are going to have trash years or rebuilding years or whatever kind of year. Um, but it's kind of always been like that in the NBA. But what makes the NBA so exciting, at least for me, is the never know factor. Like, you never know. Um, it's pretty easy to predict, but at the same time, you never know what's going to happen with, you know, trades and you never know what's going to happen with injuries and, and you just you just never know and it could be that one thing or that one moment that changes the entire dynamic of a team or or someone's life altogether you know when it comes to injuries and stuff and 
you just never know. So you could predict what, all day. But the exciting part about watching basketball is seeing if you're right or not. I kind of dipped out on my predictions responsibility this year because it's just like, I I can't take any more, you know, heartbreak. You know, I'm going through a lot in life. And the one thing that I, I feel great about is my predictions in basketball. I love being right always sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And um, I've been wrong uh, one too many times last year. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going through it right now. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to lose my edge and my understanding in basketball predictions. So while I'm going through what I'm going through right now, in my t- someone get the tiny violin and watch my tears flow. While I'm going through this huge transition and my empty bird's nest, my empty personal life, uh, nest. Did I say vest or nest? I sometimes when I'm talking, I I know I say words all crazy and all wrong, um, but that's okay. My thoughts are right, uh, and you guys know what I mean. But while I'm going through this transition and 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 regathering my life and learning how to live completely and utterly alone, um. I can't take the blow of being wrong in any of my basketball predictions. So I'm tapping out this year. I'm not going to do a preseason prediction this year. I'm going to I'm going to use basketball to learn how to live in the moment and not try to live in the future too much and and think too much on what is or what's what could be or what's going to be. I'm going to use basketball as my uh, live in the moment, go with the flow, see what happens, be positive, and um, have a plan, you know, have a plan for your future and and your team and your mind. But don't live in the future. Don't live in the past. Live in the moment. And speaking of the moment, tomorrow at 730, where am I going to be? Am I going to go to this event or am I going and and just watch the game later and catch the highlights or am I going to cancel this event and um, watch the game at home or out with some friends or whatnot, link up with some of my comedy friends that are into basketball that I know uh, will not miss this game tomorrow. Shout out James Goff. I know you'll be watching the game. I might link up with James. Um... Who else? You know, I it, it, a lot of comics love talking sports. So just, you know, I'm just getting started. We're six episodes in, but I will be having guests come through and chop it up during the NBA season, talk about basketball with some other comedians. Uh, we do this all the time down at the Comedy Cellar and, you know, wherever we're hanging out. We, the games are on the TV, and you better believe everybody has their opinion and and last year my my boy Derek Gaines shout out Derek Gaines out in California doing his thing he'll be back soon um so I know I'll catch a couple games with him but I know during the playoffs he was hitting me up like Vaughn you said J.R. Smith was gonna come alive at some point what's going on he was hitting me up like yo coach what yo hey hey (laughs) 
So yeah, I'm gonna have Derek Gaines come through at some point. All of all of my uh comedian friends will um at some point come through and chop it up. Um love Derek, his enthusiasm and his his belief in my predictions is also a reason why I'm gonna scale back a little bit this year because I was nervous when I when we were texting he was out, I think he was at the stand and I was home watching the game that day. And he was like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> this was during the finals, I believe. Um, and I, man, I was right. J.R. Smith did eventually come alive, but it was, it was, uh, it was a struggle. And uh, I, I'll never forget Derek hit me up like, yo, you said. So there's a lot of responsibility as Coach Vaughn. So this year, I'm not going to do any preseason predictions. I'm just going to call it as I see it as we go along. I am going to uh, be strong out here in these comedy streets and in these life streets with everything that's going on in my personal life. Thank God for comedy. Comedy is saving my life. I'm officially married to the game. Uh, Von Carlo Brown is my name, but I'm dropping my last name. I really don't use it, you know, my full name anyway. I just go by Von DiCarlo. Uh, but my last name is officially comedy. Von DiCarlo comedy. I wonder if I could get my last name changed legally to comedy. I am married to the stage and the game. And I am um, okay with being single. Uh, somebody cue the lie button. But it's okay. You know, sometimes you're put into a position of having to force yourself to go through things alone so that you can be stronger. And I have been single, like I said, coming up on six years. And I'm not I'm not the single type. I don't like being single. I'm a relationship girl. I flow well, you know, in a relationship. Good mom, good wife. But I'm also a good comic, and I'm also a, a good at what I do as far as my career. And I put myself third, you know, for two decades almost. So now it's my turn. It's my time to shine as brightly as I can and hopefully influence people through through my work in comedy and, and all the things that I'm doing out here and and just, you know, be strong and be, courage, be courageous at what I'm doing and... and Prove to myself and those of you out there who believe in me and everything that I'm doing uh, that it can be done and you can push through the hard times and thank God for a comedy and thank God for basketball. Um, my two favorite things in life that um, I'm glad is keeping my head above water, if you know what I mean. But yeah. I'm probably, I'm indifferent. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I want to watch this game. I want to be there to watch LeBron and Kyrie go at it. You know, uh, J.R. Smith was interviewed. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't remember exactly what it was. But he was being interviewed, and he said that Kyrie Irving was the best offensive player he has ever seen. Um, that may be a bit of an exaggeration. I don't know, Jr. I usually rock with you um, nine times out of ten. I don't know if I would say Kyrie Irving is the best offensive player I've ever seen. 
I can absolutely say that his layups are the best layups I've ever seen. I will give him that. He is the MVP of layups, uh, the GOAT of layups. <laughs> his layups are incredible. I love to watch Kai. I, I get excited when I see him going in in the paint because I know an incredibly cool layup is going to happen. I'm all for it. But the greatest offensive player ever, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. I definitely don't agree at this moment. You know, I have to I have to check a lot of players off the list to say that. So sometimes I think when, when these players are in their in, in interviews and stuff, you stick a mic in front of their face and and they're saying things sometimes in a the moment they say things out of exaggeration to big someone up. And we all do that to an extent, you know. They do it in comedy. Like people go, Oh, I think this is the greatest comedian ever and then you're like wait a minute you what you mean stand up or sketch like what part of what part of greatest comedian ever does this person fit into i'm not saying that they're whack they're great you know such and such no name calling but the greatest ever 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 ever, ever? like high pitch ever ever i don't know uh, Comedy is in the ear of the beholder, much like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So, you know, you can't go too hard at people's opinions because what makes one person laugh, the next person will straight face emoji it. Like, ah, I don't think that's funny. So you just have to find your audience and, and know your voice and find your voice and know your voice and know your audience and, and go with that. And don't let anyone make you deviate away from that. But in basketball, uh, you know, numbers don't lie. And and what what I'm not a stat person, by the way. We're clear about that. I'm all passion, no stats. But when you when you start going to the greatest of all time, you do have to pull in some stats. You can't just be blurting stuff out. Um, in comedy, you don't necessarily have to blurt out stats because just because you sell a lot. You could sell out stadiums, you know, and still someone might not find you funny. But, you know, you might feel how you feel about Carmelo Anthony, but you cannot say he's he's not a scorer. You cannot say Carmelo Anthony is not one of the dopest scorers ever. Like, he's a scoring machine. You know what I'm saying? So you can't, and you can't, you can, people will go, eyes oh, whack. But then again, you go, uh, I don't know. Maybe I just proved my own point to be wrong because people can say anything they want to say. Sometimes people's opinions will make you question just everything in life. It's just like this whole president that we have, as we say that term loosely these days, it's like, how is it that 30% of people still support this monster? Like, there's people in Puerto Rico drinking water out of waste. Like, like this black... It's, it's incredible what's happening. And he, he feels comfortable saying, hey, we can't keep FEMA and our military there forever. Well, really? We keep our military in, in a lot of places forever that maybe they shouldn't be in. You know? Let's think about that. You know, fix... Help people. Why is that so hard? 
I, I don't, I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't know if this is Debbie Downer day or not. I'm, <laughs> it's, a, it's the change of the weather, you know, my, you know, every year or the change of the season, my, my face breaks out and stuff and my, 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 my seasonal allergies kick in. So maybe it's just the change of season, change of lifestyle, change of this, change of that. But the NBA season puts a smile on my face. That's for damn sure. Um, I'm going to let you guys go soon. I'm going to wrap this up. I just wanted to jump in and chime in a little bit about the beginning of the season and what's going to happen. We don't know. And that's the bottom line. I'm not going to predict anything this year. We can easily predict that the finals is going to be against the Cavs and the Warriors. But can we? Can we? Let's take a look at that. Let's think about that. Can we absolutely say without doubt at the end of this year, it's going to be the Golden State Warriors going head to head with the Cleveland Cavaliers? Can we say that? Hell yeah, we could say that. Um, But we don't know. And that's what makes the NBA great because we all think we know and we watch all the time just to see if we're right and it feels great to be right and it sucks to be wrong um i don't think we're gonna be wrong about that uh michael jordan had made a comment about this you know the super team era is whack but hey mr jordan with all due respect i mean it's the same old same old when he was around like the nba everything under the sun and rotation my friend the NBA has, you know, even at that time during that era, the bottom teams were whack. And then the top teams were predicted to be in the playoffs and the finals. You know, it, there's there's no difference. Uh, it's just that these new age athletes are just like superheroes for real, like incredibly strong. And... um know better do better they get have new technology to keep them healthier i agree with maybe you know shortening the season or or the preseason or whatever you need to do to to rest these guys i don't think that these uh new age players are softer than the old school players it's just like every generation always thinks that their generation did everything the best and the strongest and, and no i work smart not hard and work hard when you're smart if that makes any sense i don't know i'm bugging i'm gonna wrap it up i definitely want to see the games tomorrow we'll talk about it next week uh we'll get not just tomorrow like tomorrow's matchup for the opening season is great boston versus cleveland um uh, boston is going to be in cleveland houston is going to be at the golden state warriors um, and then Wednesday, everybody and their uncle plays, okay? Like, every, it's 50,000 matchups. You got Philadelphia at Washington, Charlotte at Detroit, Brooklyn at, at Indiana, Miami and Orlando, Milwaukee and Boston, New Orleans, Memphis, Atlanta and Dallas, Denver and Utah, Minnesota at San Antonio, Portland at Phoenix, Houston at Sacramento, but you know what I'm excited about? More than what I'm excited about tomorrow's opening tip is Thursday. Why? 
why what's happening thursday the new york knicks play out still my team i know i know suck whatever still my team the new york knicks will be playing at uh uh, okc (laughs) okc okay 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 mellow um (laughs) um and chicago will be at toronto and the clippers play the lakers we get to see uh lonzo ball in his very first official nba game and i will be watching yes i will uh friday they have games as well uh friday there's a zillion games i'm not gonna run down the list you guys could look it up who am i you know, I'm not a sports reporter, just a comic who likes to talk trash and, and chop it up with sports. Um, yeah, so moving forward, I'm about to go to the gym and then I have shows later. Um, if you listen to this in enough time, I will be performing tonight. If you want to come through the new West Side Comedy Club in New York City, on the Upper West Side, shout out Gina Savage. Um, I will be performing tonight at, on, I think it's the 8 show, the 8, 8.30 p.m. tonight. Uh, so you could come check that out. Of course, I post all of my dates on Instagram and Twitter at Von DiCarlo. Uh, follow me there. Uh, make sure you're listening to my podcast wherever it's available. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, The Misfits Network, SoundCloud, CoachVaughnPodcast.com. I will also be with Keith Robinson in November at the Valley Forge Casino, so keep up with that. Um, yeah, I believe that's it for now. I am um, happy to uh, have you guys get me through my independence in this world and we will get through it together we will watch the games together and we will grow together grow the coach bond Vaughn. i can't even say my name i'm so corny i'm trying to sign out but i can't because i'm lonely and i'm avoiding going to the gym so i just want to talk to you guys all day so i don't have to get on that stupid treadmill but i'm gonna go and then i'm gonna get dressed and go do stand-up comedy at the west side comedy club tonight at either 8 or 8 30 uh just follow me on twitter and instagram to figure out my my life and comedy and where i'm gonna be because i probably said all of that crap wrong all right coach vaughn out